0: How is it going, everybody? Thank you so much for coming out today to listen. We've been growing a lot lately. We've been getting a lot of new, new listeners, a lot of a lot of more plays and downloads. That's awesome. I'm super excited to see the stats go up and up and up. It's it's it's, it's awesome. It really is. Thank you guys so much for the support. Um, speaking of support, if you want to actually financially support the show, there is a link now in the description of the podcast. You should be able to follow and subscribe. And if not, then by all means continue listening for free. Still love you guys. So. We're going to get into something today that's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit odd for me to talk about in this way, but I think I will be fine, so bear with me. But there's been some news. There have been some developments in the world of psychology and psychiatry, and I'm about to give you um, a lot of quotes from the researchers involved in this, and I'm going to talk about like what they specifically said. I have a list of quotes in front of me, and it's quite, it's quite lengthy, um, but I'm going to kind of set the stage. And I'm going to go ahead and get started. So basically, over in London at their university over there, they, just, they, they have proven basically over the course of 17 major studies that low levels of serotonin are not actually linked to depression. And what that implies is that the SSRIs, the, the anti-depression medication that they have been religiously pushing on us for however many years, is not doing what it, they say it does. It doesn't mean necessarily that it doesn't work at all, or that there's no benefit to it, or that it, like it hasn't helped people. Period. But it's not doing what they have said it is. Okay. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to the experts and the, the researchers in just a moment. But let me also remind you of why I am kind of against medication. And again, if it's helping you, keep taking it. If you feel like you need it, I'm, I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't. I'm not I'm not saying that this should be medical advice. I'm just saying that. You should consider certain things, and we're going to talk about some of those things. So when I was six, I developed an autoimmune disorder that attacked my brain. It caused severe symptoms of obsessive-compulsive disorder that I have been left with my whole life. When I was six, they put me on some pretty powerful medications. They didn't really do a whole lot to look at my brain. They didn't try to treat all this other stuff. And to be fair, I don't think that they really knew that this autoimmune disorder could cause those symptoms at the time. Mm That being said, I was six, and they blasted me with all of these strong pharmaceuticals. And I stopped taking them because the first set made everything 100 times worse. And then the second thing that I was on, I was on this for years. I was on this for several years, and I finally I stopped taking it because I didn't like the way it made me felt. And I lied about it. I said I was still taking it. I was pushing them down the toilet. And then I eventually got to the point where I, I kind of said, oh, yeah, like I stopped taking it a month ago. My symptoms are gone. I don't need to do this anymore. So... They let me stop taking it but I still had the symptoms. Nothing, nothing had changed. I just didn't like the medication. I didn't like the way it made me feel. Now like 10, 15 years later, I think, um, there was some kind of recall that came out on that medication on that drug and it was found to be like conclusively linked to um, suicide, suicidal tendencies in teenagers um, like beyond a shadow of a doubt like they were there was it was a huge deal. And I was like, so I've been on that since I was six. And it was okay to put my brain through that as a child. That doesn't make any sense to me, right? And so since then, I've always been very anti-medication. And in fact, like the, the things that I have found that manage my disorders the best are basically natural cures. So nutraceuticals, um, supplements, um, lifestyle, cognitive and behavioral training, stuff like that. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into this stuff. We're gonna talk about I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you some quotes. We're going to talk about my thoughts on these quotes. I'm going to give you guys some things that you should maybe think about. All right. And again, th- these are from a bunch of different sources. I, I, I can't cite them because I, I read like eight different articles. I read, I read a bunch of different... Um, I, I got this information from a bunch of different places. So if you were interested in pursuing this further, by all means, go do your own research. But I'm giving you the starting point. So I'm just going to start quoting. After reviewing 17 major studies, scientists at University College London said that they found no convincing evidence that a lack of this chemical serotonin uh, sparked the condition which is depression. So the pills could still could still help some patients the researchers added um, but they are not a cure-all for those suffering from depression and I've been saying this for a long time look, there are reasons for depression and everybody likes to point to well, it's, a, it's an imbalance or something happened and blah, 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 you can't snap out of it. Look, my view on this, again, take it for what it's worth, I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm not saying that you should take this as such. However, it seems to me that they should be used as training wheels. So let's say that you have a lifestyle, a lifestyle that is conducive to depression. You go home every day from a job that you hate, you're alone or you're with partner that you're not particularly fond of anymore maybe you have kids that you don't like and you you smoke weed you drink you eat junk food you play video games you watch netflix you lounge around you don't really do anything you don't have any strong social connections right or you're around like toxic fake people that are not really contributing to your life you're not taking care of your body you're you're eating like a standard american diet for example it's fucking horrible for you you're you're bombarding your brain with all these poisons which by the way Processed foods have a lot of chemicals in them. You talk about, well, oh, I'm chemically imbalanced. Well, you're eating a lot of chemicals, and then that, that messes with the, the, the chemicals in your brain. You have to understand that. You can cause the symptoms of most mental health disorders with just food, with just a bad diet, and you can fix the symptoms of most of those issues with, again, diet, A lot of that is what you don't eat, but it also has to do with what you do eat, like making sure you get the right nutrients, the right minerals and vitamins and all that good stuff. Your brain is responsible for processing all of your thoughts and emotions. If it's not working right, if the physical organ is not working right, you're not going to feel right. You're not going to think right. Like Your your experience of the world is not going to be right. So you're doing all these things hypothetically where you're creating this situation where you're not living a lifestyle that should be particularly rewarding you know and so like you're depressed because you're creating a depressing life you're you're creating this environment that is not good for you it's not a natural environment you're not taking care of yourself you're not giving yourself things to look forward to you're not tuned into other people the way we're meant to be it's like you should be depressed like that that is a normal human response is to be depressed at that like if there's if you're not depressed and you're doing those things there's something wrong with you you need medication then. Like you, you need to take care of yourself. You need to to have things in your life that are meaningful and fulfilling. You have to be doing something with yourself, with your potential. If you waste it, you can't go complain. The well, I don't feel complete. I don't feel fulfilled. You're not supposed to. You didn't do the work. You didn't do the things that you have to do to feel that way. So when you when you talk about like. I have depression and I, I feel chemically imbalanced. What do I, Well, I'm going to go take medication for it. It's like, don't get me wrong. I've, I've been depressed. I've struggled with depression. It's real. It's, it's difficult. And I'm not suggesting that there's never a situation where medication isn't, is, is the answer. Or that, and I'm not suggesting that it's totally based out of laziness either. So the thing is, though, that you have to take control of the things that are within your power. So let's say that there's a situation that's kind of overwhelming you and it kind of sucks. And you can't do anything about it. And it's creating a sense of depression. Well, if you focus on that negative thing, you are going to be depressed. If you focus on the opportunity that it brings, you focus on the, the fact that like, this is a chance for me to grow. This is a chance for me to learn new skills. This is a chance for, you know, whatever. Like, there's opportunity here. I'm going to focus on becoming the best person that I can in this environment. You're still going to be affected by that thing, but it's a different effect than depression. Depression is like that soul crushing thing that just drags you down. It's like it's hopeless and it sucks. It's awful and you can't get away from it. Like, it's a very overpowering thing. It's difficult to stay in that place when you're really actively taking care of yourself and you're getting out of the toxic environments that bring about that feeling. It's hard to stay in that place. And and sometimes people are in these, you know, great environments and everything looks good and they're still depressed. It happens. It's real. I'm not suggesting that this is like, you know, do away with, you know, professional help. I'm I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, like, you have to be really honest with yourself and say, like, Am I avoiding doing some kind of work that I should be doing? Is there something that I am doing to make myself depressed? Do I have all these things that I'm, I'm happy about that, that, that are going well for me, but I'm choosing to focus on the negative? I'm not taking care of myself. You know? And it's like, I, I don't know. Like this, it's a complicated situation. But it irritates the hell out of me when people just turn to medication right out, out of nowhere. It's like if I stab myself in the arm. And I say, well, I need antibiotics. I need antibiotics. Well, yeah, kind of. But if I keep stabbing myself in the arm, I don't take more antibiotics. I need to stop stabbing myself in the arm. It's the same thing with depression. It's like, well, I'm chemically imbalanced. I need, I need medication. Well, that chemical imbalance can be created by your environment. It can be created by your thoughts. It can be created by any number of things. It's like, yes, if you need the medication, take it. But... You need to be doing the things to get you out of that place. You need to be changing your environment, your circumstances, your like y- who you are as a person. You need to be working on yourself. If you don't, then you're going to go down the same path as every drug addict who is constantly having to um, up the dosage because you're becoming habituated to that particular feeling. You're becoming uh, you're developing a tolerance, and like you you keep having to take more and more, and it's never fixing the thing that is compelling you to to do that behavior. So it's like if you're an addict and you're trying to avoid some sensation of pain, maybe it's trauma, maybe it is a depression, whatever it is, well, that feeling doesn't go anywhere in the long run when you drink or take drugs or whatever. It doesn't go anywhere. You still have that feeling. You've just numbed it temporarily. Right. And then when that, that substance starts to wear off then you feel it again. Well, the same thing with depression. It's like you eventually get acclimated to it and you have to keep upping the dosage. Now, if you're content, now if, if you like just needed that little boost and like you're back, I know people that have done this and like you get back on your feet and you're good, cool, do that by all means. But if you are digging yourself further and further into that hole with the decisions that you make, with the mistakes that you make, and you're not fixing those things, that drives me insane. It's like I can't help you, nobody can help you. Nobody is coming to save you. If you are super depressed, nobody is going to come fix you. Nobody is going to come show up and just magically take it away. It doesn't matter what they give you. It's not going to fix the problem that you have. It doesn't matter what they tell you. It's not going to fix it. You have to make the decision yourself. You have to take responsibility for your own healing. All right. Now, before I get too far down that rabbit hole, let's keep reading. All right. So he said, I believe this is Dr. Raskin. Um, He said, many medics continued to prescribe the medication even while they were unsure if the effect if if, if it was effective because it was quote easier than offering more time intensive care. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's easier to take a pill. It's easier to just like put a band-aid on I'm like, oh yeah, you're better. Nobody wants to do the work. Nobody wants to to fix themselves. And again, I have struggled with depression. I have bipolar disorder. I'm diagnosed with it. I wanted to kill myself. I just told you I was on that medication that, that Created that as a side effect, and I don't even know if that was a reason I was in that place. Like I get it, I'm not, I'm not like criticizing people. It's a real thing, and it's tough. But I also went through infantry school feeling that way. I also spent two years in the Marine Corps feeling that way before I got my shit together enough to like pull myself out of that. It's like every single day was was torturous, but I still got through it. I still refused to give up and just like submit to the the programming, to submit to this feeling, the sensation that I was hopeless and I couldn't get past it. Like I kept fighting through it. And I eventually figured out a way to change my environment and my internal state to where everything else changed. So, all right, I'm going to keep reading. Um, Dr. Jonathan Raskin from State University of New York told... um, I think I deleted who they were talking to. Um, He had been concerned that the theory that depression was caused by low serotonin levels was incomplete, and it had been for some time. Um, psychiatrists have been aware for years that low serotonin levels may not cause depression. Again, just throw a bandit on it. Oh, we don't actually know what this drug does. We don't actually know w- what the effect is. We don't know what the side effects are. We don't know what is actually going on inside your head. But yeah, take these medications. Take, take these drugs. I hate that. I, that makes me so mad because i know people that have gotten really screwed up on medication. i'm probably one of them, but like i know like I'm, I'm i'm nothing. i'm like such a mild case. like i know people that have seriously like lost their minds and gone like had such bad experiences off this stuff. Okay. Um, asked whether low serotonin levels cause depress cause depression, excuse me. Raskin, who is also a psychotherapist, said i think most mental health professionals familiar with the research have known for a while that the serotonin theory of depression is incomplete and has mixed research support. So you're prescribing medication knowing that it's probably not doing uh, what you think it is, and there's, there's dangerous side effects. Now, let me share a quick story about the last time I went in to a psychiatrist. Um, and again, psychiatry is like, they're going to prescribe you drugs, obviously. A therapist, if you're looking genuinely to heal yourself and to fix things and to not be lazy about it, the Therapy is probably a better option. Probably. Um, maybe not, but something to think about. The last time I went in, I basically told him the problem I was having. He's like, well, I have to give you medication. I said, no, 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 I don't want medication. He says, well, I can't help you. I said, what do you mean you can't help me? He's like, you're going to put me on drugs or you're going to like, turn me out? He's like, well, I mean, that's the only solution. It's like, okay, well, we're done here. He's like, look, I'm not here for, for, for an easy fix. I'm here because I'm doing something wrong in my life. I can't quite figure out what that thing is. I, can't, I know that the effect I'm getting is not what I want, but I can't quite figure out what the cause is. And I know it's me. I know I'm doing something, and I have that presence of mind, but I, I, I don't get it. Like I'm, Maybe I have a blind spot for it. I haven't learned yet. Whatever it is, like I want to learn that, though. I want these strategies. Well, I can't help you with that. Okay, bye. All right. So another quote. When we give antidepressants we don't do this based on biological tests showing that they don't have enough serotonin but we think it could help them. okay let me go back if you guys if you guys have followed me for a little while I think I can't remember what episode I did I love talk, talking about Dr. Amon, Dr. Daniel Amon. He's, he's one of the big th- big psychiatrists that I do follow and really respect. So he talks about how whenever he has patients he always looks at the brain before he prescribes anything. He looks at the brain function. And he, it drives him crazy, and now it drives me crazy too, that psychiatrists do not look at the organ that they're treating. They look at the symptoms, and they treat the symptoms. So it's like you look at somebody who is showing symptoms of depression. They have low energy. They don't feel good. They're kind of emotionally numb. They don't have, like, any ambition. They don't find pleasure in daily things. They're always tired. Um, they feel this tremendous sadness, this soul-crushing sadness, it's like, okay, well, you're depressed. Well, you have symptoms of depression, but <clears throat> what what's causing that? Excuse me. Is that a chemical imbalance? Is that based off of the food that you're eating? Is it based off of your lifestyle? Is it based off of a cognitive issue? Like there's any number of reasons why that could be going on. If you don't look at the brain, then you don't really know what the hell is happening. And so how can you prescribe medication for that? It's silly when you think about it. But... You know, like you wouldn't expect a cardiologist to open you up and start operating on your heart without doing some, like some kind of imaging something first, but psychiatrists don't do that. All right, where did I go? Where was I? Okay, more quotes. Thousands, I think this is again from Raskin. Um, Thousands suffer from side effects of antidepressants, including severe withdrawal effects that can occur when people try to stop them. Yes, they're very severe. Um, yet prescription rates continue to rise. At the same time, a raft of studies have suggested that they don't work any better than a placebo. So, two things with that: one, this is obviously a money-making industry. They're not there to help you. Maybe the doctors who, Maybe, maybe, maybe the psychiatrists that went into this medication that w- or went into this field and started prescribing medication. I think that they're probably all good people, at least for the most part. I don't think that they're bad people. But the industry, the people who are profiting off of this, they don't give a shit about you. They're not good people. They want to make money, and so they sponsor these studies. They they produce these results. They program people to believe you need medication. Oh, you're depressed, you need you need medication. Oh, you're anxious, you need medication. It's like, what what function are these are these feelings serving? What is the root cause of these things? Is depression trying to tell you like is it your brain trying to tell you, "Hey, your life is crap right now. Get up and fix it." Is your anxiety trying to tell you, hey, there's something wrong, let's fix it. You know, maybe there's not something wrong. Maybe those alarm circuits are just misfiring. But there's things, there's reasons to fix that, too. Like, there's issues that you can fix with a non-toxic approach, is what I'm saying. Um, Side effects, very severe. Like I said, like, um, and you know what one of the main side effects of uh, antidepressants is? It's suicide. Um, Tell me how that makes sense. <clears throat> All right, so prescription rates continue to rise, yes, because it's a, it's a money-making scheme. Um, and then, okay, this, the placebo effect, I want to talk about that too. It's hard to get drugs to prove, or to, it's hard to prove drugs are more effective than the placebo, which is wild when you think about it. You have to prove definitively that the results you are getting are not because of your mind healing itself. And everyone's like, oh my god, like this this medication passed, like it's so strong, it's stronger than the placebo. That's amazing. Like, how is that amazing? What's amazing is the fact that the brain can heal itself. And that like you're dancing around like you have to prove that like you're actually doing something. Like you should be focused on the fact that the brain can do something. Like that that's that's so silly to me. All right. So they go on. I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase, I don't know where exactly it's in here, but I'm gonna start this off. Um, they talk about how, listen, like they're not, they're not suggesting that you just come off a medication. They're not, they're not, if you're on it, they're not suggesting that you just cut it out. They're also not suggesting that you just completely avoid it. They're just, they're presenting the information and they're saying, they're not saying that they do not work at all. They are not saying that SSRIs are useless or completely harmful. They're just saying that serotonin levels are not linked to depression. So the, the drugs may be doing something else is the next point that they make, um, the, the, the thing is that they don't understand what, which is kind of like, that sketches me out, right? All right, so they say that um, SSRIs have no other proven way of working. Professor Moncrief, Moncrief, I think, I don't want to say her name wrong. Um, that was what she said. And she added, we can safely say that after a vast amount of research conducted over several decades, There is no convincing evidence that depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities, particularly by lower levels or reduced activity of serotonin. We do not understand what antidepressants are doing to the brain exactly. So again, I know people who have benefited from medication. Now, is it the placebo or is it the medication? I don't know. Quite frankly, if you're on the verge of killing yourself, I think that and you find something that works, you should keep doing it, okay? Like if it's a placebo... Fuck it. Like, keep taking it. Like, it's, it's keeping you alive. Like, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you just throw the baby out with the bathwater. But I'm saying that you need to think critically about this kind of stuff. You need to take responsibility for your own healing instead of abdicating it to the medical industry, who may have the best intentions sometimes, maybe even most of the time but the fact is that they they do things and it's an experiment they don't always know what's happening and even if they really like they can prove something look spontaneous generation was a it was a scientific law not that long ago a couple hundred years ago and that was the theory that um like certain creatures did not um they didn't lay eggs they didn't they they didn't come from a womb They just spontaneously appeared, they generated out of, like, the mud in the ground or out of the dirt or out of certain, like, pieces of, like, grains or whatever. And it's like, like, mice spontaneously generate out of cheese. Like, that was a real thing. Like, the eels spontaneously occur out of the mud from the bottom of a river. Like, that was a scientific law. People believed this shit. And, like, obviously, now you look back, like, that's so stupid, silly. Like, obviously, we figured it out now it's like okay well we've learned something since then but we don't know everything and we're just as arrogant as we were back then we're just as prone to mistakes and like who's to say that like all of the, the scientific knowledge that we have now that in a thousand years we won't look back and say people believe that you know people believed in evolution obviously the aliens genetically spliced us like how did we not see it like we don't know and we need we, we do the best we can scientists work very hard every day to dedicate their lives and they deserve a lot of respect for that and I, 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 tru- I, I truly believe that, but just because we have proven something or we believe something does not mean it's true, okay? And it's like, we gotta do the best we can. We can't just keep reinventing into the wheel and assume that everything is false. But you have to keep an open mind and look, say, look, like the conventional approach may not be the best way. The conventional approach, especially in the West, especially, I live in America. Most, the approach over here is damn lazy. It really is. Oh, I'm anxious and you am gonna get a medication. Well, have you tried managing your anxiety? It's too hard. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be hard. That's a part of your brain telling you that a leopard is about to kill you. Overcoming that is not easy. No, I'm depressed and I, I can't do anything about it. Can't you? I think you can. I think you could do something. Maybe it won't cure you, but maybe it gets you moving in the right direction. You know. You know, and like so much of this stuff, it comes down like I'm not suggesting that lifestyle is the only reason for mental health disorders by any stretch of the imagination that's not what i'm saying don't misinterpret it that way what i am saying though is that there's a lot that you can control you can control how in shape you are you can control how physically mentally spiritually fit you are that goes a long way towards mental health it doesn't cure everything but it goes a long way and actually one of the things that dr Uh, amen says a lot is that look head-to-head studies exercise versus um antidepressants exercise always wins hands down so it's like it's not a quick and easy fix and that's why people don't turn to it but you've got to get out of this mindset of looking for the easy answers nobody's coming to save you nobody's going to hand you this this magical this this potion that just takes away all your problems it's like oh i i live a really toxic depressing lifestyle my life sucks give me medication i'm going to keep living this way I'm just going to take some medication and I'm not going to do anything to better my life, but I'm going to suddenly get better. It's stupid. It doesn't work that way. You got to fix those things. You have to fix those problems. But people don't want to do that because it takes work. And that's kind of the point of this. Now, I don't think that most people listening to the show feel that way. I think that most people who are willing to take the time to listen to me rant are probably serious about learning and they're probably not looking for the easy answers. If you're looking for the easy answers, you would be on my TikTok page. And my TikTok page is full of idiots who are upset that I challenge the fact that they're lazy. I have, I've had that a lot lately. People were just, they they get this, like, like I tell them, like, look, you have to take control of certain things in your life. Um, the, the the series I just did was on attraction and seduction and flirting. And I had so many people on there like, well, it doesn't work. I guess it, yes it does. It does work. Like, can you prove to me that this doesn't work? Because I've proven it works. It's, it's helped other people. Like, no, you're either attractive or you're not. It's like, that's so lazy. That is such a weak mindset that like, oh, well, I, I haven't had success in this thing yet, so it must not be for me. And people do that. They do the same thing with these disorders. Oh, well, I, I'm just depressed. I can't do anything about it. I have ADHD, so I can't study. I'm depressed, so I, I, can't, I can't perform. I have anxiety, so I can't, um, I, that, that's why I didn't try for that job promotion. It's like, you're supposed to, like, y- yeah, you have a challenge. You have certain things that you have to face, that you have to work against. Nobody's saying that you don't, but you don't get to use that as an excuse. And you definitely don't get to use it as an excuse and then be mad at the world. Like, oh, the world's unfair. So it's not to get me out yeah, the world. is unfair. But we're all given certain opportunities. And if you don't take advantage of those opportunities, you don't get to complain about the situation you're in. Oh, the economy crashed. Well, that's why I'm poor. Is it? Could you have done anything? Could you have prepared better? Could you be doing something now? Are you working 16, 18 hours a day? Are you giving up your free time to better yourself, to learn new skills, to look for new jobs, to elevate yourself out of your current position? Are you breaking bad habits that are, that are hurting your finances? If you're not doing those things, it's not the economy, it's you. Oh, I'm depressed. It's because of my brain. Is it? Do you exercise frequently? Do you eat healthy? Do you sleep enough? Are you hydrated? Do you take the right um, supplements? Like, Are you getting the right nutrients that your brain needs? Are you focusing on positive thoughts instead of negative thoughts? Are you staying away from toxic people and toxic environments? Are you doing something that makes you feel good about yourself? Are you developing good social relations and connections? If you're not doing those things, and you could be doing those things, is it really anybody's fault but yours? And maybe you do all those things and you're still depressed. Okay. There's the, okay, yeah, yeah, Like it's, it's, it's tough. Life is tough. It happens. And there's there's always more options to explore. The point I'm making here, one, I'm trying to share the news because this is a valid thing. I've been saying this for a long time. I've been saying that you need to take responsibility for your lifestyle and then that has a primary influence on your internal state. Your environment has a very powerful effect on your mind. It really does. And the more that's like been a big theme of what I've been learning this year is just how powerful the external world is on the internal world. They mirror each other, as above so below, as within so without. If you have an environment on the outside that is crap, It's going to affect you in a negative way internally. Now, if you take the time to purify your mind in your internal state and you do not allow that crap in and you are steadfast in that, what happens? Eventually, the outside starts to reflect the inside and the environment becomes pure. The environment becomes orderly and positive and Light and fun, and like it gets, it gets out of that place because you cannot stay in that negative environment forever. If you do not resonate with that negativity, it just doesn't work. That's why I bounced back as quickly as I have, considering all the things that I have had happen to me recently. It's because I have my mind under under control, hundred percent. So you have to really be careful about the lifestyle that you live because it will have a profound impact on how you feel, on how you experience the world. And the thing is that you always have, like you can't always change everything overnight, but you can do a lot to control that stuff. You really can. And if you don't take responsibility for it, I don't know what to tell you. It's nobody's fault but your own. Okay. Last little bit that I'm going to quote. So studies used in the review involved hundreds of thousands of people, people, excuse me, from various countries they found there was no difference in serotonin levels between people diagnosed with depression and healthy people despite polls suggesting up to 95% of the public believing that this is the case so artificially artificially lowering serotonin levels in healthy volunteers also did not lead to developing depression so again this this is not my words or well these are not my words excuse me so Obviously, I have a lot to say about this stuff. But again, you know, don't go making medical decisions based off of what I say. Go do your own research, especially if this is relevant to you. But it's something to be aware of. Go look to the researchers. Go look to the experts. I wanted to share the news with you guys. I wanted to add my thoughts. And I tried my best to separate my thoughts from what those findings were. You may think I'm crazy. You may think I'm an asshole. That's totally fine. I am crazy and I'm definitely an asshole. But that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. So I encourage you to find ways that you can start getting your life together. If you're struggling with depression, first of all, listen, I feel for you. I really do. I, you have my full support. I wish you the best. I've been through it. It sucks. It still comes up sometimes. It's, it sucks. It's, it's terrible. It's not a simple matter of like, oh, I'm sad. Like, it's awful. It really is a tremendously difficult journey to make, um, or to, 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 to make it through, to, to get to the end of. It's hard. There's no denying that. But it's not a death sentence. It's not, it's not an excuse. And it's not always the reason that your life is the way it is. A lot of times it happens because your life is a certain way. And sometimes it's hard to see the cause and effect. But you have to understand everything is cause and effect. Everything. When you start to think in terms of cause and effect, life starts to make a lot of sense. You start to realize that, look, we have blind spots. We don't realize these mistakes that we're doing because we don't want to, (laughs) because we have certain biases, because we have certain things that act as blind spots and certain things that get in our way of our perception. But it doesn't mean that we are powerless. And if nothing else, take that from what I have to say today. Take the fact that, look, you have control in your life. You are not powerless. You are not helpless. You can do things to change your life. You can do things to change your Disorders, if you have them, you can do things to elevate yourself out of those positions. You just have to be willing to put the work in. You have to be willing to be the cause. Most people live as the effect. They see all these things that happen to them. It's like, oh, my life is a certain way because of this. The economy did this to me. My relationship did that to me. My disorders, I'm neurodivergent. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're living as the effect. You're looking to other people to come save you. I hope the economy gets better. That way I won't be poor. I I hope that um my my chemical levels shift so that I won't be sad. I hope that the right person comes and saves me because I'm not willing to work on myself. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense when you really break it down like that. But that's how most people live. And like truly, if somebody's is- intent on living that way there's nothing you can do and if you have listened this long you're not that way i promise you because or, or you are and you're resonating with this and you're realizing the hand and to get my life together but most people i most of the guy i love this show because like most of the people that listen to this are like very practical minded very self-reflective very intelligent people and so when they reach out to me it's like it's real conversations and i love it i love you guys i really do TikTok sometimes, I get some, I get some morons on there. I'm just going to, I get some stupid people on there. Um, But I also post a lot of stupid videos, so I can't really complain. But that's all I have for today, guys. Again, if you're, if you're interested in finding out more about these studies, I think I covered all the main points. I think I covered all like the, the big stuff. There's, but by all means, go, go look into it. Go do your own research. Go do research outside of these studies. Go, go do research outside of these interviews. It's an interesting topic something i wanted to share with you i hope you have found value in it again if you guys want to support the show um, go to the link in the show description sign up and i will see you guys soon if you want to hit me up on social media i typically respond to instagram fairly quickly um and i make TikTok videos quite frequently so if you guys if you guys want to connect with me that is the easiest way to do it but stay safe have fun good luck